Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo Number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. And remember everyone, a stroke of genius is 100% inspiration, which is a really bad instant, and 99% perspiration, which is not a magic card. Squee McGee getting you caught up on the Met traffic with the Weatherlight Report. Bringing you the beat on the street. And then we have the head of the team, CMD Tower himself. Ah! Well, it looks like he's still scared and recovering from the Reaper King haunted hayride. Oh, Ooh, it's a spooky hayride. Thank you for tuning in to your number 12 source of Magic the Gathering news. We are excited to one day be nominated for an Emmy Cruel One Could Hope. Yeah, baby! Hey, it's gonna happen. So we're going to start off the top of the cast with the ladies in cars that ensued with games with Live in a Dash. Squee McGee and I didn't actually play any games. Put up the old donut. Put up the old donut. <laughs> uh, I was catering uh, clients at a Kansas City Chiefs game, uh, drinking as much as I possibly could and Excellent. eating as much Excellent. barbecue as I possibly could. Big Tuck, did you play any at the offices last week? I did. Week? This is my last week. At, at this last week, the current company I'm working at, so we'll definitely miss out on that. So I decided that uh, I'd turn it up a little bit. And uh, today I played two games of Prosh. I got a turn three Grave Titan. And then the next game I got, I headshotted both of them with Prosh and Xenagos. And even though they both teamed up on me. but Did you feel bad at all about that? No. Good I mean, for you. I just don't play that deck ever. So I decided, <laughs> I decided to like actually try. Um, and then Thursday for my going away lunch hour, we're going to do three... Two-headed giant pods. Yes, Whoa. but I'm gonna be play. I will be playing two decks coming from versus two other people because two so of them can't so make it out of thing. One, That's one. Awesome. Yeah, it's a one-headed giant with one head, split It's gonna be a one-headed giant because we know for a fact one guy can't gum. So I was like, all right, I'll choose two decks. And let's go. I think that's a new so, thing so called split so personality. Spoiler out there. I think what I'm going to choose is Perforos and Solala. It's just dominate? Question mark. I mean, yeah. wouldn't it be better though to do Perforos and Prosh? Probably, but oh, Perforos won't see the Prosh triggers. Oh, because it's uh, your control. Mm -hmm. yep. I'm just saying because Perforos. So I could do Perforos and Nekuzar. Yes. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, I, you need I, to leave there and then, and then just get banned. Just let them know. So yeah, so it's it's a it's a bummer. I've, I've enjoyed them, but a lot of them are starting to come out for us. So anyways, we don't need to go too much into that. Cool. Well, that oh, wraps yeah. up with forty life and a dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse. What's the plane chase? Today we're going to be dissecting Pioneer because Jason Alt didn't want to. Oh, and yeah. so uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about how it potentially will affect EDH. So to kind of describe to everyone what Pioneer is, it's this new, I want to say pseudo-competitive, but it's Wizards is touting it to be a competitive format. 75 yeah. cards, 60 and a sideboard. It's not singleton, so it'll be the yep. four copies of, except for basic lands. And it basically is this weird set that takes place between modern and standard. It starts at Return to Ravnica and I guess stops at the most current set. Mm -hmm. I don't know if maybe that could change as stuff rotates out. It just kind of slowly sh keeps shifting up. I, so I don't think so because I, I was reading this today um, in some downtime. So they call this one an eternal format, which means that the like Popper, the cards will never rotate out. Okay. Interesting. So there's, okay. it's like... Um, is it modern and eternal format then? Uh... Because I didn't think anything yes. rotated out of modern. But card, oh, what is it? Ah, damn it. That's a good point. There's as, something, I, as I really thought, standard and brawl are the only two. In yeah, are the ones that, that move. But mm -hmm. yeah. 
But if you buy, so I guess if you buy a modern deck, the only thing that would change with it is bannings. Yeah. Which I guess is the same thing for Popper. I guess maybe maybe you're right. But yeah. like, so from it was my understanding that, that it's, it's going to be, be eternal. This thing moving forward. Okay, right? that's fair. Um, and so you know, we've already seen a couple of cards spike in price. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of just want to debate. You know, is it actually even going to stick around? Do we think this is going to negatively affect Commander? Because this has kind of been touted. Uh, and I, I guess I'll get to that a little bit later. So let's just start with it. General thoughts. What are your guys' thoughts on Pioneer? Is this something that gives you any interest at all? Or because one of the things I've kind of heard is everything's homebrewed now. There mm -hmm. is no yeah. just here's the meta, go build it for the meta. Because there hasn't even been a, a GP yet that has featured right. Pioneer. So you can just create your own weird thing and no one may have ever even seen it before. I like that aspect of it that you can come in and you're not going to see a list of 85 of the same deck mm -hmm. playing each other. That gets real boring for me. So sure. I do appreciate that, but I think that'll fizzle out as well because yep. after yep. the first go around, it's going to be just like Big Squee. It's going to be Big Modern, <laughs> yeah. if you ask me. It's just a slightly larger version of Modern with a few extra sets. But to argue against that, I would say EDH is kind of the same thing to where... Uh, Big Tuck and I got in, not necessarily in the beginning, but pretty early yeah, on. Right. And, you know, you probably got excited to build your Perforos build. Mm -hmm. But now if you were to build a Perforos deck, it's just like, oh, I just go build it off of this. Right, list. you can do the but same But you thing. still mm -hmm. enjoy playing your Perforos deck. Sure. So, yeah, I'm wondering if it's one of those things where it can bring in. Because one of the things I will personally say as an EDH player that deters me from standard, modern, legacy, and vintage is standard is a little bit of an outlier because there's always new sets coming right. in. But pretty much you have the meta uh -huh. and you just build it to mm -hmm. the meta. And I don't ever want to get into something and just make the same deck that everyone else has. So Pioneer is kind of interesting because it's like, yeah. well, I could put my own flavor on it and then I'm going to be with it from the conception. And so even if eventually I'm like, oh, my deck kind of matches with these others, it's still something yeah. I generated. I don't know. I know. I mean, I won't play it. I'm not really interested in it. Like, w wouldn't you have a bunch of the cards? Probably. See, that's what a lot of people say, and I do. But like, they're already in, they're all already sure. in commander decks. So mm -hmm. like, the th the only. I think this is fine. Like, I think this will make it fun. Like, for example, my friend Tice, who's been playing, who plays Commander and Modern, and like, okay. I know how you have your Modern deck, um, and how there's like this middle ground of people. I think this would probably be more fun because it does have that design space. I just have a feeling that the same cards that are that have been banned in Modern and Legacy and all these other ones will eventually just get banned. Be banned in this. In Modern. Like, well, so I think they're gonna have to be. And here's like here's a great example, right? Of Deathrite Shaman. Yep. So it's Golgari. For a 1-2 Elf Shaman, right? So it's already above curve. Tap, exile target land card from a graveyard. Add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Pretty good. Yep. Now, it's not quite as good in this one that doesn't have fetch land. Sure. But still, seems all right. Uh, black tap, exile target instant sorcery card. Each opponent loses two life. Uh, green tap, exile target creature card from a graveyard. You gain two life. So this is effectively like a Planeswalker. Sure. Back before, like, on a creature. Um, this is banned modern, banned in legacy. I think it was unbanned for a little bit, but what's frustrating to me is like I had a few copies of these and I got one of them in a trade. And then once it got banned, it dropped to like a buck. And I was like, everyone go buy these cards because it's so good in commander. People yeah. are cracking left, right, and center. Incidentally, a lot of people play a lot of graveyard recursion. This just screws them, right? Sure. Spell slingers, you can get the all, when it's on the target, you can just exile it. And it's in speed. Um, and now I'm just looking at this right now, it's up to like seven dollars again. Right, and, and I think that's just what's going to happen is that there's these cards that have been printed that we've been able to use because they're not popular with the competitive mm -hmm. scene, 
And they're all just kind of yeah, I mean, go up in price. After the first GP, we're going to see it. All the deck lists are going to consolidate right. down to yep. a few. You still have the opportunity to use four of the same cards, so you're going to yep. run into that. And making the deck slightly larger, I don't think it's going to have a huge effect on the type of combos that people are going to use. Yeah, yeah, I de- and, and we'll get more into like how the pricing is going to negatively affect us. But, you know, honestly, my opinion on Pioneer is we didn't need it. Correct. It's it not very creative. What they should have done if they wanted to create another competitive format, what have they been shoving down our throats? Brawl. Right. Why didn't you just say Brawl is going to be featured at the next GP as the new competitive sure. format? Pioneer to me feels like they just punted on Brawl almost. Yeah. Yeah, and like I think if they came out and be like, okay, Brawl's a mistake. So we're gonna do Pioneer, and Pioneer's a new Brawl. Like it's single right. ten format, oh, but okay. it has the larger right. card pool sure. of things you can pull oh, from. Oh, that would be great. That's an inter- it's another eternal <laughs> format, right? Yep. That doesn't rotate out like uh, standard sure. and brawl is doing. Because instead, it's just like for me, again for me as a commander player, I'm like, well, this is just another sixty card format. I'm not going to play. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. So um, next thing we're going to kind of talk about is you know the spikes. You yeah. know the cards that have spiked. I think one of the ideas behind Pioneer is we want to have budget modern because mm-hmm. to have a competitive modern deck you're going to pay over a grand. Right. Well, easily. the fetch lands and everything yep. there. Yeah, oh, like, and then yeah. Mox Opals. Yeah, and, sure. Yeah. yeah so just, uh, it's just very very expensive. Edge, yeah. So it's supposed to be budget modern. Well, what have we seen all these staples quote unquote in Pioneer? Stuff is spiking. <laughs> yeah. as, as Big Tech just talked about Deathrite Shaman has gone up Oh uh, gosh, what is that? Triple in price? Yeah, really? tri- yeah. it is tripled in price. Yikes. Dig through time has quadrupled in oh, price. Yeah. Nykthos has doubled in price. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And this is before we've even seen decklists. Yeah. When the decklists come out and say this is actually the way to win a game in Pioneer, mm-hmm. now all of those cards are going to spike. Now, granted, oh. Nykthos, I would say, is an EDH staple in a monocolored deck. Right borderline fringe two-color deck. Uh, Dig Through Time, though, it's a good card. I wouldn't say it's a staple, though. I I think I run it in a deck. I never I, like, I never ran it when I was at its peak, and then I think I opened one, and I was like, oh, all right. And then, um, I mean, it's really good. It's really good ninjas, but yep. yeah, outside of that, it's fine. Yeah, and, and here's kind of the what I would say. Most of the EDH staples have not been printed from Return to Ravnica mm-hmm. to now. It's more in the modern yeah. legacy vintage kind right. of eras. For sure. So I don't think Pioneer is going to negatively affect EDH as much as a lot of people in the community have been worried about from a right. pricing standpoint. But what I will say it will affect is what do we usually get excited for the one or two times a year that it happens? Rotation. Yeah. Stuff rotates right. from yep. standard to modern. And not everything that's great in standard is good in modern, but it's great in commander. commander yeah. But now that Pioneer's here, like think of Oko. When Oko mm-hmm. rotates out in two years, it probably will still be a staple in Pioneer. Right. It'll price will be a staple in modern, so that price may dip a few bucks, but not by much. Well, it'll, it'll steady it out for sure. Yeah, so that that's the yeah, one that's thing that I don't like about it. As EDH players, building singleton 99-card decks plus a commander can get very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. As you guys have heard on Brews and Builds, a lot of times an EDH deck, Big Tuck and I will say, oh, this is kind of budget. It's $400. Right, yeah. That's <laughs> not really that budget, but when you have 99 individual cards that range from $0.30 cents to $2, $3, mm-hmm. prices just kind of add up. And so oh, it's yeah. great when we get those price discounts on rotation. And I don't think we're going to really see... I, th- I think we're going to lose yeah. that benefit now. Right, and again, like Ravnica... I think Return to Ravnica had Shocklands in it. So yeah. those are going to go up. Um, 
Amonkhet had the cycling lands, and when those were in standard, those were expensive. Battle for Zendikar has the battle lands that also have two land types, and all oh, these yeah. have kind of been like sleeper budget, yeah, you know, far seek targets and that sort of thing. So they're really good with nature lore. And now there's the chance because I remember when those were all in standard. They're all expensive temples. Yeah, the temple cycle from Theros. This could just be an easy way for them to reprint a bunch of this shit in Theros to drive in the next thing coming through. But it's just like. You're just adding another level of got to buy stuff, got to build a deck that's going to hurt everyone else, you know? So unless, and like, we're not in my MTG finance, so I'm sure there's people out there that are like, my, death, my death right shamans are worth money again, <laughs> you know? Like, I can finally upload this shit that I don't play commander with. But for me, it's like, I have all those in decks already. I don't want to get rid of them. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I can only see this as a negative. Yep. Yeah, I would agree. I don't, I just, the whole format, like I said earlier, it just doesn't feel very creative to me. Yep. It seems like just another version of what we already have. They're adding a few extra backlog sets that will cause price spikes. I mean, I can kind of see it on Watsy's side. Maybe it's going to stable out prices of cards a little bit, which they might like as a longevity piece. But yeah, for Commander, it's an absolute negative. Yeah, yeah you know what? I, I think from a longevity Watsy, you make your money on the primary market, not the secondary market. Right. And all this has done is negatively affect the secondary market uh, to really increase prices at LGSs, which I'm sure they're pumped because they right. probably had a stack of 100 death right yeah, right. that like, they just oh, couldn't get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> now they're probably unloaded all of them. Um, so, you know. Yeah, it's just not, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just not. It's like. L- long okay. story short, if you wanted to do another competitive format, you should have gone all in on Brawl because right. I really feel like you've done it with just a toe in the water, not even mm-hmm. a full foot in the water. Yeah. But it seems like a Pioneer, you've jumped mm-hmm. all the way in immediately saying, hey, this will be at GPs. But yep. you know what? That's just our three cents. You know, that's going to wrap it up for What's the Plane Chase. Now, in the last segment, Squeed dives into those creative juices with the Weatherland. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee. It's a spooking evening here as we just left Halloween last week. I am picking here a Exile Happy Orzov Commander. Today we're talking Triad of Fates. Yes! <laughs> I actually have a foil yeah. copy of this sitting in my binder that I won at our last year's Thanksgiving Drinkathon. And I said I was going to build that as my Orzov deck, and I couldn't figure out how to do it. So I'm excited to hear. I love the endorsement. This card has so much potential to it. It has less than 100 decks on EGH Rec, which is bonkers, if you ask me. So uh, for those playing the home game, Triad of Fates is a 3-3 legendary human wizard for two colorless, a white, and a black. It reads, one, tap, put a fate counter on another target creature. One white, tap, exile target creature that has a fate counter on it, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. And then for one black, tap, exile target creature that has a fate counter on it, its controller draws two cards. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Yeah. That is a mouthful. <laughs> is a and mouthful. I feel like if anyone does alter cards out there, since we just left Halloween, this would be the perfect card to do the Hocus Pocus three oh, witches. Three oh, witches. absolutely. Yeah, be, <laughs> oh, it's perfect. <laughs> Sorry. Movie's, over, movie, <laughs> movie's overrated. And also, Mr. Combo, you're basic. As <laughs> <laughs> that deep burn. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about this card. So it's, it's more or less going to be kind of a, a blink deck, but it has a lot of aspects where you can control other people's boards by putting fake counters on their creatures mm-hmm. and being only four mana to get on the battlefield. It's not going to kill you if, if it gets killed once or twice. Sorry, so, Mr. Combo, I missed this. Is this still in the running for you or no? No, because I think I'm going to do that, what's it, Silencia Dark Angel? Oh, right, the, right, the, yeah, The yeah. life total yep. manipulation. Yep, 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 I'll build it if you don't want to, because it's going to be dirt cheap. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> well, let's hear how dirt yeah. cheap it'll be with what cards. Yeah, so the first card I want to talk about is actually fairly new. It's from M20. Uh, it's Corpse Knight, 
It's a 2-2 zombie knight for yes. a white and a black. <laughs> he reads, whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses oh, one life. Oh, very good. That very is good. good. That yeah, is good. like it. Yeah, absolutely. So and a blink theme, I mean, what else could you ask for? It's just enter the battlefield, so they don't mm-hmm. have to die. You don't have to do extra stuff to get them back and forth. And even if you're playing from your hand or from the graveyard, this effect still takes into account. So I see this as an easy way to start dinging right. everybody on the board. And that's, I think that's a key part. I don't think this would be quite as exciting if it was target opponent mm-hmm. or if it was like, but the fact that it's each opponent, but so if it was either that or like each opponent or target opponent or creature, sure. that'd be good. But I love these, I love these all opponents effects. Again, yeah. Like, just, just like the Kokoshu theme. I'd, right. I love yeah. It. it burns, it burns everyone. It makes you not and, a target. Yeah. You, politically, it makes yeah. you just a guy. You're not sort of neutral. Guy. I'm yeah. a guy. Yeah. I'm a guy. I'm, I'm a, a guy. guy. I'm just a guy doing guy stuff. That, that makes me want to watch yeah. night and day tonight. <laughs> All right, what's the next card? Yeah. So the next card I want to talk about, you probably heard of, Grey Merchant of Asphodel. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is really good in here. So it's a 2 oh, also, also Pioneer Legal, so look out. <laughs> well, oh, it's, it's, over, it's over a dollar now. <laughs> Rough. Well, I'll still take a dollar, but oh yeah, yeah absolutely. But what was still, it before? I don't think. I don't think it was, that it was maybe twenty or thirty cents last time I checked. It was pretty dang cheap. Huh. All right. For for those playing the home game that don't know, it's a two four zombie for three colorless and a black. He reads: <laughs> When Gray Merchant of Asphodel enters the battlefield, each opponent loses X life, where X is your devotion to black. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. That's just dirty. Yeah, it's, it's just insane. dirty. It's insanely good. And I, I remember mean, it's it's a staple in any type of black graveyard manipulation. Yes, deck. I, I totally agree. And um, this, I remember when this got printed in Theros when I was playing, and everyone's like, "This card's so good," and I was like, "I don't think so." And then the first time I played it, it's like, "Oh yeah, this card." Oh yeah, this, this, this card is backbreaking. Yeah, if you have a, yeah, a commander like this that can blink them back. You don't even have to draw a card to get right. Out yeah, of the you graveyard. don't even it's like. Just... I mean, Conjurer's Closet would be good in this, but like, you already have a way to do it. And I think it shows how good it is considering on EDH rec and the decks that it can be in. It's in twelve percent of them. Wow. I mean, a lot of times we look at cards. It's like one percent, two percent. It's in almost eighteen thousand decks. But the pro- so when you do blink it, it lo- still the fate counter drops off though, right? Yeah, right. Okay. You're, you're gonna yeah, have to fine. wait a turn or so. Yeah, and, and go but back around. But still, the idea with this deck too is you're still gonna have it loaded with other blink effects, instant right. sorceries, right, those right, type right. of things. Or, only- and, or you have like enough things where it's like you can, <laughs> you can, you've dropped your fate counters, and now each turn you're just getting that value. Right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways that you can do that with this deck, and you know we're only talking about four extra cards here but in the 99 you're gonna have a lot of blink effects a lot of graveyard stuff that you can work with sweet well and i'm curious i know this is more of a simic thing but is there a way in orzov to move counter types from creature to creature or from permanent to permanent i'm wondering you know i mean granted guys hey if if you can (laughs) if you can go find a way for orzov to be able to move counters from creature to creature, not plus one plus one, just counters in general. Uh, hit us up yeah. on I'd be Twitter. Very, I'd be very and Big Tech and I will you send know? you a pair of our custom cards yeah, as a thank you. Are there any white cards that would allow you to double counters? I mean, that's usually a green thing. Yeah, it is, I don't yeah. know. Uh, but the double, white's a double token. The, the double wouldn't matter though, because when it gets exiled, both counters just leave anyways. So I just yeah, yeah I just I just checked, and the only other thing that has fake counter text on it is Oblivion Stone. But once again, cool. we're not talking fake counters; just the <laughs> yeah, ability just to general move counters. counters. Yeah, I, I don't know. So yeah, know. yeah, once again, guys, hit me up on Twitter at Mr. Combo Number Five, all spelled out in the five, or our main account CMD Tower. And if you could find a way in Orzov, or I guess colorless, mm-hmm. to be able to move just counters from permanent to permanent. So that way we can move fake counters from something back over to something else. Yeah. Uh, we will send you a, a little thank you in the mail. There are also some cards, enchantments, and artifacts that I've seen that 
will allow you to add a fake counter on just with their own abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can have some of those out on the board. I have, I'm only talking about creatures here. Sure, yeah, yeah. Alert for the last so, two. But so what's, what do you got for the your next, next one? one? So this is a fancy boy. His name is Gonti, Lord of Luxury. Oh! Yeah. Gonti is oh, yeah. a 2-3 legendary Aetherborn Rogue for two colorless and two black. By the way, Aetherborn Rogue. Yeah, what a creature legit. type. Love it. <laughs> so he reads, Death Touch. When Gonti, Lord of Luxury, enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of target opponent's library. Exile one of them face down, and then put the rest of them on the bottom of that library in a random order. For as long as that card remains exiled, you may look at it, you may cast it, you may spend mana as though it were mana of any type to cast it as well. So, yeah, no, it's exactly what you want. <laughs> call yeah. in Michael Jordan and get that slam dunk. Yeah, it's bonkers. Uh, I also like this card. I've seen it a fair amount, but not a ton. So I just He's still pretty on ED- cheap, yeah. Yeah, so I checked on EDH Rec. Since we just talked about Gray Merchant being yep. in 18,000 decks, guess how many uh, this guy's in? Like 6,000. Yeah. I, 6, that's Only that's, in like a third of the amount of decks. That wow. I mean, that's still, well, I guess it's not that much, but. I mean, compared to every single black deck out there, we talk yeah. about how Grey Merchant is a staple, mm-hmm. and if a staple, the bar is 12%. I think this guy also this belongs in that yeah, staple yeah. category. Any graveyard shenanigans, yeah. any blink theme, he, was, he was my commander like for a while, um, then you can put him in with, um, like Conjurer's Closet, so you keep oh, that coming yeah. back. And he's he destroys a Marchesa, because as soon as you can get a counter on him, and mm-hmm. when you attack with him with a 3-3 death touch, no one's going to three four. 3-4. So yeah, no, on board. 100% on board. The ability that he has at the very end of it, too, being a 4-mana cost drop, to be able to play anything that you right. exile in this way with any color of mana is gross. Well, and also the good thing with him is that it's a one block of text, so it's for the rest of the game. Oh yeah. Even if he gets killed, even if he gets bounced, any of that stuff. So yeah. What's your uh, What's your last one? There, so Sweet? the last one is a big tuck special. It's got some shenanigans in it. It's a little bit fun. May it's not a be land. the most practical. Oh god. <laughs> it's a planes. No. So yeah. it's Stalking Leonin. It's a 3-3 cat archer for oh, two colors yeah, and a white. Yeah, yeah, this one's sweet. <laughs> it reads, when Stalking Leonin enters the battlefield, secretly choose an opponent. Reveal that player you chose. Exile target creature that's attacking you if it's controlled by that chosen player. Activate this ability only once. Hell yes. Hell <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I thought you'd love it. Yes. I know. It's so good. Write it down on a piece of paper and put it behind it. It's the best. I love it. I, this, card, this card came standard in the cat deck. Yep. It'll stay in the cat deck. Oh, man. I totally yanked mine. What? Yeah. Lame. I actually had a, I actually yeah, had a couple lame. of those choose the secret opponent ones. There's another one. Can't remember. I think it's, is it black or red? I, I think know. there's a I think there's a red one. red one. Yeah. Yeah, I had that in a deck and I, I yanked it. Boo. Um but no, <laughs> I think it would work in that I mean, especially the the one thing you have to figure out is you got to have ways to blink the creatures multiple right, times. Yeah. Sure. You don't want to have to rely on the commander, but in this guy, if you can blink him multiple times, it's really really, really good. good. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of white cards out there that allow you to blink things and, in and out. And this one, I like that he's again, it's like a bizarro enter the battlefield ability that has flash. Yeah. Cuz mm-hmm. you can do this at any time, right? right? So you yep. can blink you could like Use it once. So, like, let's say someone's attacking you. It's a guy that you secretly named. Couldn't you use it once, blink it, and then bring it back, choose him again, and do it again? Uh, Or does that not work because it's during attackers? It just says that's attacking you, so it doesn't say during a phase. The reason it wouldn't work how you say it is you'd have to sequence it right. So, declare attackers, you go to blockers, you reveal the name, you exile it. Once that resolves, you go to damage, you then blink Blink it, it it comes in. Because once the one effect resolves, and that's the last thing on the stack, you can't... I don't think you can hold priority after the last thing on the stack You can do that. When you do that reveal, the player you chose, that does does go on the stack, right? Mm -hmm. That's an activated ability. 
So then when that happens, when that goes on the stack, that's going to resolve. You can blink him, hmm. have him come back in. Yeah, blink him with so the So you blink him, that yeah. top ability solves. He comes back in. His top ability, enter the battlefield, triggers. That one resolves. Then you could do the one in response to that resolving, right? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That's, I'm, I'm not never, a rules lawyer. I never, I never, I never had to, I've never had to think about this card so much, ever. <laughs> Call the judge. Yeah. It's so yeah. much fun. It, it I I don't necessarily know if it's going to work every game. But sixty five cents. So. Just, yeah, just for for sixty five cents to have the option to, to call out the time, one person every time. Mm, mm, mm. I think that's a, about it's, right it's accurately with this card. <laughs> it's a panther. Yeah, yeah. You never know what people are going to play, but that's all I had on this deck. I think it could be yeah, a I, whole lot of fun. Cool. He's got a lot of good abilities within it. You could also use his third ability to just get rid of things. I've never I've never seen to, so. I've never seen a triad deck out I've in the wild. Never, seen never. It. I mean, there honestly, that's I think it was like ninety three or ninety five decks on EDH Rec yeah. total. Well done. Which well, is well done. Well done, Squee. You earned, you earned it this week. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Well, I had to make myself up. That last one was a stretch, but that's we did what we could. Right. There we go. <laughs> well, that's all I had. I want to kick it back to the Action Four News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us. As always, remember the great giveaways from CMD and Tower himself by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, and sharing. Without your support, we would probably still exist, but be part of maybe our local bar's dart league. Ooh. You can stay that's in touch with your <laughs> MTG Action Four News team by following us on Twitter. Facebook, Reddit, and our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with your team at cmdtower, at Mr. Combo number five, all spelled out except for the five, at Dear Squee, and maybe in the future, Big Tuck can finally migrate from his hot or not profile. Ooh. Definitely not today, boys. <laughs> Definitely not feeling it today. From your MTG Action 4 news team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.